Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pages Unknown, the podcast dedicated to all things bookish and nerdy. My name is Zachariah, and I will be joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Michaela. Say hi, Michaela. Hi, Michaela. As a reminder, new episodes of Pages Unknown air every Wednesday. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Instagram under the name Pages Unknown. We want to thank everyone that has rated our podcast on Apple and Spotify. It really does mean a lot to us. If you're listening and you haven't yet rated us, if you could take 10 seconds now and do so on your phone or computer, we would greatly appreciate it. Y'all are the best. Today's episode, we are going back to our long-standing favorite genre, cozy fantasy. It's a genre we love and we return to often. We've said it before, but we'll say it again. We love the notion of a guaranteed happy ending. For this episode, we read Can't Spell Treason Without Tea by friend of the pod, Rebecca Thorne. (laughs) Hi, Rebecca. (laughs) It's a low stakes, but not no stakes, story about two strong, badass women in a secret relationship who leave their lives behind to open a bookshop, tea shop, plant store. (laughs) They do it all. (laughs) Along the way, they encounter friends and foes, and they find themselves in a small, quaint town with neighbors who become family. I absolutely loved this book. I did too. I think it's quite rare to see mm-hmm. such a soft love like the one that we see in this book. More often than not, you know, it's the all-consuming, raging, passionate mm-hmm. love that we see portrayed through some of our favorite characters. And don't get me wrong, these characters have that. They have the passion, they have the all-consuming nature of their <laughs> love for each other. But Their relationship is so gentle and they're so careful with one another and each other's feelings Mm -hmm. and so communicative with one another. It's just a joy to read. I feel like this is a pretty unique cozy fantasy because it's not easy to slot it into one category or another. It sort of exists Mm -hmm. in its own little plane. What did you think, Zachariah? I agree with you. I loved this book. Rebecca, you really did a thing. You gave me a nice warm hug through the digital face of my Kindle. I absolutely loved this. (laughs) I think that you're right, Michaela. This is much different than other cozy fantasies that we've read. It is low stakes, but at the same time, it feels like there's so much at risk, what they could lose. They could now lose their home. They could accidentally start a war between different parts of the realm. Literally. No, literally. In Legends and Lattes, and this we were talking about this during prep for this episode. In Legends and Lattes, the book is about getting the shop, securing the shop, and then making sure the shop is like successful and kind of continue on. In this, they get the shop, they get it up and running, they get a customer base, and then we have 60% of the book left to go, maybe 40%. Yeah. yeah. So all of that's kind of wrapped up in the first bit of the book. And then you realize, oh my gosh, if they're going to keep this, They're going to have to do so many other things (laughs) in order to keep it. It's true. I think a lot of this story is about our two main characters, and we'll get into the characters. We'll introduce you to everybody. Don't worry. It's about them regaining control over their lives where they had none before. They both Mm -hmm. existed as pawns of a queen who's cruel, who doesn't care about her kingdom or her subjects, them included. Mm -hmm. And it's about them reclaiming their space, both Inside right. of and outside of their own relationship. You know, you're getting to know when, you, when you're in a secret relationship, a clandestine relationship, that's different to a relationship that's out in the open. There's different expectations. <laughs> there's different conversations. And they're navigating it all together in a really beautiful way. Absolutely. The two lead characters in this book, to be very clear, these are lesbians. Rebecca Thorne has talked Correct. about many times that people who read the book are surprised to learn that this book has 
lesbians in it. So just to be clear. <laughs> and they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got Keanth and you've got Reyna, who are the two main characters. Keanth is what is called the Arkandor. Arkandor? I was called the Arkandor the entire time. She's basically a chosen one for this magical stone. So she's in charge of basically all elemental magic in the realm. She's literally a chosen one. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Reyna is the literal queen's personal guard. This isn't just somebody in the queen's guard. This is the Queen's guard. And so they caught each other's eye during all of these different celebrations, meetings, balls, whatever. Yeah, the balls. The queen has a queendom. And then there's another land called Shapara. And then you have basically the magic carry where all of the people who can do magic exist. So you kind of have these three competing places of power. And the queen is kind of a, a POS. She's kind of a piece of shit who doesn't care about anybody but herself. Reyna wants to get out. Her and Kianth have all of these secret little meetings and they make all these kind of plans. They talk about wanting to open this tea shop, bookshop, plant store. <laughs> We're doing it all. It's a millennial wet dream. I just feel like this is... <laughs> yeah, throw crystals in and I'm sold. Honestly, at this point, you know what I mean? They might as well. But yeah, they have this secret relationship and I think they kind of joked about doing this tea shop at first. And then they're like, wait, what if we just did it? What if we just ran away and shed all their responsibility and just let's just go be together in the middle of nowhere? How does that sound? Sounds like the cottage core hashtag on. Uh, Sounds like TikTok. a dream. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, something you just said sort of clicked in my brain. Mm -hmm. When we're approaching fantasy books, you see tropes. Mm -hmm. There is the chosen one, like we're talking about. There's the all-powerful female character who mm -hmm. none of the things ever happen. Everything is rare. A human can never be turned fey. You know, all these things that are never supposed to happen all happen to one person. <laughs> the reason I love cozy fantasy so much is because we get to see those characters sort of off script. Reyna could mm -hmm. have her own book. Kianth could have her own book. They could very easily be the main characters in mm -hmm. a high fantasy, very dramatic Brandon Sanderson style book all about <laughs> their path to becoming who they are as we know them now. But instead, mm -hmm. we get the fan episode of them actually just getting to be people instead of them getting, you know, having to have the weight of the world on their shoulders at all times separately. And we get to see them actually mm -hmm. together and happy and in love. That's I mean, at its core, I think that's why I love cozy fantasy so much. Because I read so many of these fantasy books about these characters that I love, and I never get to see them be happy. It's an interesting thing that you bring that up, because this is, not to, not to diminish the book in any capacity. No. But this is what I would write if I was still writing things on AO3 or Wattpad. You're right. This is the fan service episode, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about uh, when I was reading about Reyna, I thought about a book series that I loved growing up, which is the Graceling series by Kristen Kishore. Mm. The main character, Katza, in that book has a lot of stuff going on. She's got a lot of self-discovery. She's discovering a relationship and she has to kill the king. She's experiencing a lot. She's losing a lot of people. I would read the fuck out of a fan service episode about Katza and Poe, who are the two characters from that, who I love, going grocery shopping, going and dropping oh, yeah. off their dry cleaning. Like, I would read the hell out of that. And that's what this is. Mm -hmm. Reyna reminds me very much of Katza, the sort of, but 
the the softer katza, the katza that actually gets to be happy mm-hmm. and how I think like when I think of katza and Poe living out their dreams, this is what I think of. Adorable. I love it. And like you said, that's not to diminish the books. When I say things like adorable, cute, sweet, I'm not trying to pander. I'm not trying to diminish the meaning of this book because ultimately we don't get to see queer people be happy hardly ever, particularly in fiction. <laughs> they always die or have something horrible happen to them or have everything horrible happen to them. So we <laughs> take this quite seriously, mm-hmm. but it is adorable. And they are very cute together. <laughs> they really are. And the dynamic, they're trying to navigate this dynamic because, you know, Kiant being such an important magical person in the world is on that same status as the queen. And Reyna, coming from a background where she was taught to be subservient and loyal to a T, they're navigating how they get rid of this power dynamic that kind of exists there. Because in ordinary circumstances, these two would not be interacting or communicating in any capacity, just because of the way that you know the different courts and things are set up. It's really fun. You said earlier that their relationship has these soft moments. They mm-hmm. they really, really do. It's something that I think maybe nowadays it's much more common for people to try to approach their miscommunications or their fights in a much gentler way. I know I'm born in the right time because I gentle parent myself all the time. Bro, you gentle parent me too. <laughs> I will text me and be like, you're doing a great job. I just want you to know. Like, it's very sweet. Or whenever I call him, I'm like, you know, screeching about some problem I'm having with someone, Zachariah. <laughs> he'll approach it from two directions. Number one, fuck them. And he'll be like, those people are idiots, literal dumbasses. Mm-hmm. Don't even give them the time of day. And the second part of it is be gentle with yourself. You deserve time. It's like very cute. <laughs> you're gentle parenting me. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that I could. I actually feel in their relationship, they're doing some of this to each other. They're also kind of doing it to some of the other characters. Oh, yeah. They've built this cute little community. And in a lot of cozy fantasy, it's centered around one central location, bookshop, coffee shop, whatever it happens to be. And everything flows out of there. And a community comes in and is built, right? The tea in the bookshop almost become background to everything happening. It's facilitating a community mm-hmm. and a family being built. I love it. It makes me really emotional, actually. I really, really love these types of stories where queer people get to be happy because that's a big thing. I'm a little emotional right now because my partner and I are planning our wedding. So every time I see anything about queer people being happy, I'm like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh my God, why am I crying right now? Why am I crying right now? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. That's okay. Anyway, feelings are valid. They've built this lovely little community, um, kind of out of necessity. The thing that we haven't mentioned so far is that, and I'm not going to do spoilers, but they have the tea shop under interesting circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) I love your vague descriptions of things. They always make me laugh. I don't quite know how to describe it without spoiling it, but they know it's one thing. People of the town know it's one thing. Everybody else thinks it's another thing. Right. And perfect. (laughs) Perfect. For some reason, this sounds like an episode of Moody's Point to me. (laughs) Like getting old school Nickelodeon vibes from this. And the one thing that everyone thinks they might be thinking of is not the thing Mm -hmm. that everyone Mm -hmm. else knows that the thing is, but they know it to be something different than this thing. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the (laughs) T. Literal tea. Literal tea. Literal. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to talk about a couple of these characters, though, that come into the tea shop. Describe our community. Yes. So as we mentioned, they need to kind of run away and discard their past selves. So they do take on kind of a little bit different identities, right? They don't want to be, she doesn't want to be recognized as the Arkandor, right? To all these people. It comes with a lot. Both of their titles come with Mm -hmm. a lot of baggage and a lot of assumptions that people make when they see them. Exactly. Absolutely. So they go to this, I hate the phrase backwater town, but that's really what it is. (laughs) It is this small, I'm from Indiana. Okay. I can say this. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's why I'm laughing to myself. (laughs) They go to this town called Tawny and it's really close to dragon country. So it's basically right at the foothills of all the mountains and the snow area where the dragons live. And this is kind of an outpost of the queen's dominion. There is a lord here from her kingdom, but there's also another individual who is also kind of trying to take care of the town. So you've got Feo, Diarn Feo. I don't I did not know what a Diarn was. And then you have Wylan, who is the lord of the area. So under the queen's kind of dominion. They go at each other quite often and in a way that I found very cute. It gave me will they won't they vibes a little bit. <laughs> it gave me enemies to lovers, but in a way that wasn't enemies to lovers. Does that make sense? Less aggressive maybe less violent, Mm -hmm. a little bit less bloody. They hate that the other exists, but if the other one didn't exist, that one would be bored, right? They would absolutely (laughs) be bored. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. Also, as we mentioned previously, whenever we're in these kind of cozy fantasy worlds, gender neutral pronouns just happen. And Feo happens to use they, them. It's just casually mentioned. It's lovely. Feo uses they, them pronouns. And Kianth, the Arkandor, knows Feo because Feo also is from this kind of magicary kind of place, so has studied a lot of this. It's just fun to watch how all of them interact with each other. There's a lot of baggage that Feo and Kianth have with each other. Uh, Anyway, you'll read that when you pick up the book. Which you will. Go out and grab this book, which you absolutely will. Go out and buy this book. It's also on Kindle Unlimited if you happen to have Kindle Unlimited. I believe it's still there at the time of recording this podcast. I think so too. Wylan is very fun because a little bit of a proper person that is put into all of these very funny scenarios (laughs) and the townsfolk have no idea how to talk to this human. (laughs) It's the weirdest. It's so much fun. It's kind of like they put a character from Curb Your Enthusiasm in charge of a town in the middle of (laughs) like this magical place. As we mentioned earlier, there are a number of people in this small town that Reyna and Kianth become really good friends with, rely on as they kind of navigate getting rid of some of their baggage in their past life. You got a couple of these informants, these scruffy little little dudes running around doing some spying for Reyna. You've got Gosley, who is this young individual who is one of the folks that believes this tea shop is something that it is not. I'm trying to be really vague, and I know that that's not helpful, but this person's under that impression. So when Gosley comes to Reyna, Reyna has to kind of play along <laughs> in order to keep up appearances. But in doing that, Gosley ends up 
coming to work at the tea shop. And Gosley kind of becomes their pseudo kid, not really their kid because it's, you know, but you start to see their neighbors and Gosley and them all kind of start providing care for each other because there are some fights in this. There are. There's death. There's, there's murder. murder. I mean, absolutely. It might be cozy, but that doesn't mean that there's not some blood spillage. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. And that kind of separates it again from other cozy fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's kind of unique about this book, and as you're talking about Gosley and you know the neighborhood that they're sort of building here, this is very much found family. This book definitely mm-hmm. has found family aspects to mm-hmm. it. But again, it's slightly different, much like the way that Rebecca Thorne has sort of written the love between Keanth and Reyna. The way that she's mm-hmm. written found family is very gentle. It's not in your face. It's not, we're a family now and families do things together and we all make choices. Mm-hmm. Together. It's not that, which is sort of the overplayed version of found family. This right. is people accepting each other for their flaws and not even really needing to talk about how they will do anything for each other. It's like an understood thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. As a reader, it's unique to be able to pick up on the subtext and the subtleties of the relationships between these characters without it being spelled out for you. Rebecca Thorne does an amazing job of mm-hmm. guiding the reader along the story to where I felt like they were my family too. I felt connected to this little town. I felt connected to this shop that has everything in it <laughs> that I could possibly ever want. <laughs> And I think that the bonds that they were forming were very natural. They seemed authentic to me. I wrote down a sentence that I just want to put in here on your commentary on found family. The found family vibes were real, even if the found family was more foisted upon them rather than found. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, oh, we didn't realize that there was this role that we needed filled. And it was foisted upon them out of necessity for keeping up appearances, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I think because of that foistedness, <laughs> the foisted ability of it all, <laughs> I think that's why it felt more authentic. Humans mm-hmm. have this amazing ability. Wherever you go, you will make a nest. You know, wherever mm. you move to, it's innate. You start to build a little nest around yourself, and then you welcome more and more people in. We struggle. We're not a a lone species. We struggle when Mm. we don't have human interaction. And this just felt like what I felt when I went to college. (laughs) I was in an environment I didn't know. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And you, Zachariah, as well as a few other people I kept with me, I would say you were foisted upon me. I wouldn't have happened upon you. I wouldn't have gone to the town square and and happened upon a wild Zachariah. <laughs> but I mean, if you went to the the coffee shop on campus, well, you would have fair met. enough. You if yeah, if yeah, we yeah, went yeah. down, then maybe I would have found you. But I just think it reminds me of that. It mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily that everyone got along perfectly from you know the minute we all met and we all knew that we were soul bounded. You know, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. We worked for our relationships, just like these characters worked for theirs. They work on themselves and they work with each other. And I just found that to be a very authentic way of describing foisted family. (laughs) Absolutely. If we can start a new trope. (laughs) Instead of forced proximity, it's forced family. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, actually, that's what this is. If you take found family and forced proximity as one thing, you've got foisted family. We just found something. We've made a new thing. We did it. The thing I found lovely about the way that characters are written, they're all very strong characters, right? You've got this 
head mage, essentially, and then you've got the queen's right hand. They're these insanely strong characters. They're allowed to be vulnerable. And all of those moments of them being vulnerable, it's not just, oh, we need this for growth. We need this to improve our communication. We are a couple now. This is our foray together. So being vulnerable with each other obviously is a necessity for any relationship. It felt like they'd been vulnerable with each other in a much different way than when they were doing their secret little thing. It was beautiful to watch because often you'll see female characters written as either insanely strong or pick me girls, whatever. In this way, you've got strong female characters. They've got everything, but what they don't have, they don't shy away from. And it's really, really nice. That's a great way to phrase it. When I was reading through the reviews of this book, I came across Mm -hmm. one that really stuck out to me. And I'm not even going to, I wish I had saved it. I I won't try to dig through now. I'm just going to sort of go off of what I remember. (laughs) The person insinuated that they had written off cozy fantasy as a genre, that they had Hmm. read some cozy fantasy and it wasn't for them, which is fair enough. But the cozy fantasy books they were talking about are sort of the saccharine, sweet cozy fantasy Mm. that's just a little too unrealistic to really sink into, you know, where this book felt authentic. Mm -hmm. And they wrote in this review... I had written it off. I wasn't interested. I read this because a friend recommended it and I just thought, why not? And it sold them on Cozy Fantasy. They said this was the book that made me realize what Cozy Fantasy actually is, what it's supposed to be. Mm. And I think that is just the highest accolade any reviewer could give to an author. You made me understand what this genre is supposed to be. And now I'm in. That's amazing. Rebecca, you absolutely deserve it. I know you're listening to this podcast because you're the best. (laughs) just to be clear, I know we're piling on a lot of praise right now. Yes. We are very friendly with Rebecca. We would not be devoting airtime, editing time, reading time to something that we, you know, really didn't enjoy. We really loved this book. Yeah. If that wasn't apparent as up to this point, but if we didn't like it, we wouldn't be <laughs> we wouldn't be recommending it so strongly. Another thing that I really liked. So There are dragons that exist very, very close to Tawny, the town that they live. And the dragons are a little antagonistic towards the town. And you've got Fisk, who is Keonth's griffin, her mount that she rides. The way that Rebecca treats magical creatures in this, they all have sentience. They have emotions and they're able to communicate those kind of to people. Even the dragons who are seen as this antagonistic force, they're able to understand what the Arcandor is trying to communicate to them, right, about the safety of the village and their proximity to one another. In other shows, they're just treated as this is our weapon. This is the thing that I get to use to hurt somebody. Yeah. In those stories, they're made to be a bad thing or just a tool. In here, these are things to be respected, their own form of magic, their own whatever. They all have this kind of, I don't like saying the word humanity, but there's there's respect given to all of these creatures that kind of yeah. exist in the world. Literally, the reason I didn't watch Game of Thrones and I still can't mm. watch it is because of how they treat animals with the Wolves and the dragons. I just can't do it. There's no respect mm-hmm. given. There's no acknowledgement that this is a living creature who is innately worthy of the respect, just like you are. Is it a spoiler to talk about Ponder? We're just going to let them figure out what Ponder is. Fair we, enough. We're just going to say the name. We, we want you guys to Ponder. read the book. <laughs> It's such a cute little addition to everything. It is. Well, not necessarily little, I suppose, but it is quite the addition. The last thing I really want to hit on here is how the tea shop is set up to feel like a home. It's a place that I I would love. I've dreamed about this place. You know what I mean? 
They've got a backyard. They've got their own little private room. They've got their a fireplace, a, a library. I feel like after living in the pandemic, people are really searching for this level of cozy. Absolutely. The cozy fantasy genre came at a fantastic time for people who are recovering from some of this burnout. Totally, I agree. I think it's really important post-pandemic, you know, at the at the height of the pandemic. I mean, we're not post-pandemic by the way. COVID still very much exists yep. and you should still be wearing a mask. During the time the peak of the pandemic, people realized, myself included, that their home space needed a little bit of TLC. I wasn't taking the time to make my space what I needed it to be. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, you know, we spent a ton of time out on our deck, out in the backyard. We spent Mm -hmm. a ton of time in our little den area, sitting room, whatever you want to call it. And so we put effort in to make it cozy. And I think it's so true. They put all of the love that they feel for one another is imbued into this place. Every aspect of it is just fueled with love. I think it's absolutely beautiful. I would love to visit it too. There's so much more to talk about inside of this book, fun little conversations and banter that happens. But I fear that if we continue to talk about it, we're going to spoil it for you. And we really want you to go check out this book. And then in a couple weeks, maybe you're going to hear another episode because the sequel, A Pirate's Life for Tea, is already out. Yep. It was just released in February, which is fantastic. So you may hear us talk about it. You may also hear... From the author herself. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Pages Unknown. As always, thank you for spending time with us, for rating us on the different places where you can do that, and for joining us every Wednesday. We really love doing this, and we really appreciate all y'all listening. Goodbye. Bye.